Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Before they lost, you were mad, and rightfully so. The game stunk. And then you close your laptop, and then, you know, because, you know, Bali Sports stinks. They can't, and Sinclair Broadcasting stinks. They can't bring it together. So then you took a nap, and you went and got the brisket, but you did a deep dive on the Brewers. Can we get into it next segment? Do you want to tell RJ a little bit about it? Well, I basically was frustrated with the Detroit Tiger loss. Obviously, we had it in the Razor be, yeah. Edge. Not only the Razor's Edge, yeah, losing a bet is something, but. I mean, the best guys in in sports betting lose 40% of the time, whatever. It's just every time it feels like they play like those low-level teams, that's what you get. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going through every single team they've played and looking at their records and series. So I broke it down into, well, basically their wins and losses versus what I determined to be playoff teams Mm -hmm. and then non-playoff teams. And then I also went division... And then each team in the division. And we always talked about how well the NLCS, or sorry, the NL East is an easy division. They should blow right through it. Mm-hmm. Well, diving deeper into it, they haven't had a ton of success in the East. Nope. And then you look at the Central, rolled through the Central. Yep. You look at the West. Keep rolling, baby. Now they still Tough, have three toughest games. Toughest division with, in baseball. Yeah, so they now still have three games with the Dodgers, but they've rolled through it pretty well. Yep. And then you look at the AL Central, the worst division in baseball, and they have a losing record. They do. Saw that. They are 3-11 and 11 against that, the you, Royals, you, the Tigers, and the Twins. You needed to sweep the final five games to just go even against the AL Central. They're 3-11 and 11 against the Tigers, the Royals, and the Twins. 3-11. and 11. Yeah. 3-11. Four. four. No, they, three and eleven. They have one win against the Tigers yeah. from earlier in the year. Three and eleven. But they swept the that's, Indians. That's stats. Rowdy, am I wrong on that? I mean, they're they went one and three against the Tigers. They're they're three Tigers Royals. Well, I got them broken out. They're three and eleven against those crappy three teams in the AL Central. They are, RJ. You know what they are against the two best teams in the Central, aka the Indians and the White Sox. Five and one. <laughs> oh, you're you're calling the Indians a good team. I'm saying they're a better team okay, in the Central. I got you. I they're, was, they're about 500. Okay, never mind. Yep, I was right. in, I was throwing the Indians in there. Sorry. Here's what we're going to do. Sorry, everybody. We're going to come back and get into the Rowdy's deep dive. 3-11. and 11. This is 3-11. This is 3-11. Smoke some weed, listen to some, like, white guy reggae rock. After Rowdy got that, uh, then he went to a deep dive of the Milwaukee Brewers and all the teams they have. Well, I mean, you tell everyone, Rowdy, then dive into it. You we'll start, a deep dive. We'll start with... Uh, Do you need music or anything? No. Okay. We'll, we'll start with... So it always feels like the Brewers play up and down to their competition. At least it's felt like that for like the last decade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when looking at teams that I determined not to be playoff caliber teams. That would be uh, pretty much anyone that was below the Phillies in the standings. And now the Phillies. I, I considered, I can, even though some would argue the Mets are, we're still in playoff contention. I threw them in as a losing team. They're under 500. Yeah. And that also includes every single team from the AL central besides the white Sox. They still came out with a record of 53 and 28 against teams that were not playoff uh, contending teams. That's a winning percentage of 654. Yeah. That's really good. And that, you, I mean, you pull you pull 8 and 12 out of that, and you're doing them a lot better. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> basically winning two out of three against every crappy team that's not a playoff contender. And, I mean, that's all you can really ask for, right? In the yeah. sport of baseball where the very best teams win two out of three and the very worst teams or win one out of three, they did exactly what they were asked to do. They basically won two out of every three games against the crappy teams. Yeah. Then when you look at playoff contending teams, they're 36 
and 29 or a 554 winning percentage. That's still actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Going against playoff teams and winning the majority of them, that will bode well in the playoffs. But then when you break it down and you look at by division, this is how they did in the NL Central. 13 and 3 against the Cubs with 3 games left. Losers. I would say that's a big thumbs up. Fly the L. 14 and 5 against the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. Again, one of the worst teams in baseball. That's a big thumbs up. Yeah, they stink. They finished 10 and 9 against the Reds. Yep. And they are currently 7 and 5 against St. Louis with 7 games left. All winning records against the NL Central currently. Well done. Then we'll go out and look at the NL West, which is by a lot of people's beliefs, either that or the AL East is the best division in baseball. I think if you look at it now with the Padres starting to crater a little bit, you'd probably say the AL East what? is the best what division in baseball. To the Padres, by the way? They, but the, get Kershaw. the West or, uh, is still yeah. the second best division in baseball, in my opinion. They're four and three against the Giants. Mm-hmm. They're three and one against the Dodgers with three games to play. Yep. They went five and two against the the Padres, yep. five and two against the Rockies, and six and one against the lowly Diamondbacks. I love it because I've heard, I've seen I Brewers like a, I fans like a lot. bring up the fact that they did so well against the Rockies and uh, the Diamondbacks, and people are like, people who clearly are Dodger fans are like, yeah, but you did that against mainly the Rockies. Dude, you played 19 games against those two teams. And trust me, I know because they're playing a lot of those teams right now in which they've right. been on fire against. Right, 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 right. But yes, all they have to do is win one game against the Dodgers in that last three-game series to win the season series against every single NL West team. Yep. And now you go to the East because most likely the Brewers are going to finish in the second spot in the NL and they're going to draw the winner of the NL East. They went 5-1 and one against the Washington Nationals. They went... Three and three against the Braves. They went three and three against the Miami Marlins. They went two and five against the Phillies and one and two against the Mets with three games left to play later this month. Hmm. That's not the greatest, but I did a little, a little, (laughs) that's not the greatest, not the best, Uh, not great, Bob. I did do a little bit deeper of a dive because I was like, why were they so bad against the NL East? And I looked at it, and about half of the games they played against the NL East, guess what month they played them in? What? May. May. Their only uh, losing month of the year. Yep. So over about half the games that they played against that NL East was in the month of May where that team couldn't do anything. And they couldn't do diddly-poo. <laughs> and if you, if you look at outside of those um, May games... They actually do have a winning record against the East. Yep. Okay. But then okay. here, this is the one where you All just right. shake your head. Oh, S M H. This this is the AL Central. This is the worst division <laughs> in baseball. This stinks. We'll start from the bottom up. Minnesota, they go two and four. Lost lost both series, uh, two games to one. Two and four against the Lowly Twins. Then you look at the Kansas City Royals, zero oh and four. They're Did did not win a game against the Royals. They lost. They got swept in two two-game series. Mm-mm-mm. They went one in three against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Got cool. swept in one two-game series, and then which just occurred, yeah. and one and one earlier in the season. Disgusting. Now against Cleveland, the team that was five hundred when they went into Cleveland, they swept them and went three and zero. Oh. Was that their best series of the year? Oh, they. It's got to be one of That's them. That's called they a manhandling. That's manhandling. And then the other one against the White Sox, the team that has the huge lead in the Central, they went two and one against in the only series they played. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think you you take out the AL Central in, in which you are never going to see any of those bottom feeders again. Losers. The only time you'll ever see the White Sox would be in the World Series, and you won that series two to one. Yeah. You look at the fact that they pretty much handled the the NL West extremely well. Own it. And you're only going to have to see one of them, most likely, and it'll either be the Dodgers or the Giants. And then you look at the East, and when you when you really get down to the nitty-gritty with the East, yeah, they didn't perform particularly well. They really only had a winning record against one of those teams, and it was the Nationals. They had a lot of 500 records against the NL East clubs. 
But then when you look at that about half of those games were played in the month of May where the Brewers like pretty much found every single different way to figure out how to lose a game. <laughs> and you take that now, out. Did most of those come before the Willie Adamas trade? Well, Willie Adamas well, yeah. was traded yeah. at the end of May, so yeah. the majority of that month would have been. Oh, yeah. I was yep. thinking it was mid-May for some reason. Nope. So, yes, they wouldn't have had Willie Adamas. A while ago. They Take wouldn't a day have off, had, and I'm just off in general. Sorry, went, everybody. It's fine. They went, well, <laughs> actually, when, when you really think about it, they wouldn't have had Willie Adamas. Yep. They wouldn't have had Rowdy Telez. Right. They wouldn't have had Lorenzo Kane, who was out for most of that early portion of the season. Yep. Uh, Christian Yelich's back was flaring up then. Mm-hmm. Also, really? remember, Colton, Colton Wong was on the IL multiple times, and Omar Nervais was on the IL multiple times. Those were all guys that were out in May. Yeah. And they played, like I said, about half the games against those East teams in May. Look at that. Look at the deep dive by Rowdy. I, <laughs> I think if you look at it, oh, and baby. now you go back to our poll, if you have expectations and, and don't give a crap about what the Dodgers have with their money or their actual records. Because I don't you frankly, should say my, the Brewers should go to the World Series. I would say frankly my rowdy, I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally. And you look at the world the you look at the poll right now, sixty percent of the votes say World Series or bust is the expectation for But the I will say this is baseball and anything can happen in a in a five or seven game series or a single game if you're in the wild card. So we'll play it out. But yes, by those metrics, you would say that the percentages would be in their favor to go into the World Series. Yeah. And against the Dodgers, frankly, my rowdy, I don't give a damn. The Dodgers are the only potential team that they could still have a losing record against in the West. But the only way the Dodgers could do that is by sweeping the Brewers at the end of the season. At home, though. And the Brewers, still the best road team in in the majors. Just get to 50! If if they did sweep the Brewers, they're forty nine and whatever. With yeah, they've been forty nine for too long. Yeah. If they did sweep the Brewers at the end of the season, you're gonna have a very, very upset man. Yeah, because they probably went over a hundred and three, <laughs> and the Brewers, uh, well, they'd just be losing. Man, what a what, what a deep dive! What if it comes down to those three games? No, RJ, I adjusted the quote a little bit, but name that movie. Frankly, my rowdy, Gone I don't win. give a damn. Correct. Correcto mundo. Name this artist. Rick Astley. Desert you. Everyone's getting Rick rolled right now. You're getting Rick rolled right now and you can't help it. You can't even do it. Well, they can change the channel. <laughs> they wouldn't dare. <laughs> well, actually, they would. If you voted and just making the playoffs as your expectations for the Milwaukee Brewers, Rowdy, tell the folks what they can do. Stop listening to this show. We'll come right back. <laughs> right now, we're looking at the Twitter sphere. And it's what's your expectations of the Milwaukee Brewers when it comes to the playoffs? Just make the playoffs? Where people are voting, just making the playoffs? You're losers. I guess you, <laughs> I guess you can see where I'm thinking here. NLCS or bust or World Series or bust? Start thinking about it. With that, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, Corey. What's up, brother? Not too much. So is that... Uh, Full question, expectations, or is it more like what would you consider a quote-unquote successful season? I mean, that, would, that goes into expectations. Make it however okay. you want, Corey. The verbiage is what's your right. expectations for the Milwaukee well, Brewers? Well, it's got to be World Series. Um, I know that sounds kind of probably – it's a little bit like out there because that's probably the hardest thing – that's probably one of the hardest things to get to in Major League Sports, in my opinion, is getting to a World Series. I don't know if Rowdy agrees with that, but in baseball – because it's such a like a small number of teams to actually get into the playoffs, and it's such a long grind to get there. But the way I look at it is that in 2018, just from a fan's perspective, they've already been to the NLCS, and that was a pretty good opportunity to get to the World, World Series there. Yeah, they, It seems like they didn't quite have the pitching in 2018, but they had. it feels like they had better hitting, and I don't know. The metrics might prove me incorrect, and Rowdy can probably speak to that better than I can when he breaks down his analysis unless yeah. I missed that already. But it feels like this team has better pitching, so like the starting pitching, um, and maybe the hitting can be as almost equal to 2018 when everybody's healthy. In my opinion, I think really, really Adamas is really what makes this team go. For sure. Because whenever he's injured, um, we kind of see him struggle bust. Like they've been doing, like they can put together wins, but 
it just feels a lot cleaner, if that makes sense, when Willie so, Dobbins Corey, there check this out. You and Rowdy yeah. are usually on full agreement on everything. You said World Series <laughs> or bust. Nelly, tell tell Corey and Marshall what you voted. I ended up voting NLCS or bust just because. Can you I, believe that, Corey? I, I could see if the Dodgers, because they're just so good, if all of a sudden they just came in and and the Brewers did not look good and it really wasn't like a, a competitive series, I guess I could see that. But I think it'll be a competitive series, and I think it'll go down to the wire like in 2018. I hope the Brewers are on the right side. So from your perspective then, Nelson, it's mainly because the Dodgers are just so bleeping good that it would be it'll be a tougher go to get to the World Series? Is that what your kind of position is? Yeah, I think, uh, to be completely honest, I would I would say if the Brewers were in the AL, I think they have an easier path just because I, I do think the Dodgers – are the most talented team in baseball. And when you can spend $300 million, you can have half of your pitching rotation out and still find a way to win 100-plus games. It's just ridiculous. That's pretty shocking. Do they just bash everybody to the death with, like, their offense? <laughs> well, they won, or what was it yesterday? It was 6-4. to four. See, that's the thing. You can't put your finger on it because they do it all. I mean, when you had Clayton Kershaw out for multiple months. They beat the D-backs 5-3 yesterday. You had May. May blew his elbow out in May. Okay. I mean, Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched in almost two or three months, yet they still find good enough pitching. And then the bullpen's been good. And then you look at the hitting. Cody Bellinger was their MVP not too long ago. He stinks. Mookie, <laughs> Bet- Mookie Betts is an MVP. He has been out hurt. I mean, right. Justin Turner's think- played well, but they have so many guys that are good. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. So, like, when you're rolling through their lineup, it's going to be tough to get through it three times without getting Well, damage. I mean, the Brewers got the arms to do it, though, Corey. That's the thing. The Brewers got that's, some of the best arms. That's baseball. why I think an NLCS between the Brewers and Dodgers is going to be so fun to watch. And if the if the Giants can hold them off and they have to be the wild card, it'll be awesome because then the Brewers would have home field advantage. Corey, with their bats so, versus the, the arms, it's like an unstoppable force versus an unmovable object. Something's got to give. The way I look at this, thinking about that the starting pitching deal is that you could shorten up your staff number one from the Brewers perspective but number two they don't even have to go as long in the games you could bring in also Eric Lauer to pitch the middle innings you're not going to I don't know Hunter Strickland or something like that or whoever insert name here from the bullpen if that kind of makes sense so like you can go through and it doesn't necessarily have to be full, complete games for each one of these starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. That seems to be kind of like their key. That's what they were doing in a, the NLCS, at least in 2018. Now, didn't work out that way. I don't know. It'll be kind of it'll be interesting to watch, but I still would say uh, World Series or bust just because. Uh, so let, let me well, let me like, say this kind of yeah. kind of what Corey was saying there. If you remember last year in that 60-game season where the Dodgers beat the Rays, the Rays yeah. basically did what you were explaining where they had, I believe it was Snell was the guy that they would let go long and everyone else was on a leash where they were basically using pitcher by committee and then Snell. So, hey, Corey, I have to ask you this. So okay. we just had a, a tweet come in from one of our listeners named Jonathan, and you, you Corey, you describe yourself as kind of a cynical fan, right? Like some guy that... Uh, kind of expects, expects the worst re- at times, right? Realism. Realism, yeah. So. I've, been around, I've been around this plan for 40-plus years. <laughs> i a lot of bad baseball from the Brewers. And, <laughs> I feel and you, bad dude. football from the Packers and bad So, And you said World Bucks. Series or bust for the Brewers. We had this tweet in uh, from Jonathan. He says if World Series – and this isn't directed towards you or anything. It's just in general. That's okay. He says if World Series or bust is the mindset – you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Brewers haven't made the World Series in 40 years and have never won it. Oh, and they are going up against teams with three times the payroll. It's okay. We all get disappointed in life, but if you don't take that risk, you'll never, you'll never have the possibility of um, exponential joy, I guess, for lack of a better term. So you got to take risks in life. That's right, Corey. If you ain't living on the edge, long. if you ain't living on the edge, brother, you're taking up too much space. That's exactly it. Got to be over it. Or ran the. You gotta be over the line, Corey. You know, or right on the razor's edge. The razor <laughs> well, that's why we don't bet on the Brewers. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a heart attack, Rowdy. We gotta keep you around. You're only in your mid twenties. I know. We need we need Rowdy. We need Rowdy around for a while. Get you some more yoga and breathing exercise. Well, here's the thing. Rowdy was out. Rowdy was out like pissed off about the Brewers and eating a bunch of meat last <laughs> night. That's not good for the old ticker. I heard that. You know, what? <laughs> I'll say one last thing too. Yeah. Ale Central. I was thinking about that, too, this morning when you guys were chatting about that. It's like, you know, 
over 20% of the Brewers' losses have come to, like, these the dreck of the AL. And I just feel like they almost take these as, like, extended vacations because, like, the Royals games were all, like, in the middle of the week, and they felt like they were sandwiched in between, like, off days. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, when you're getting around Thanksgiving or Christmas, like, you go into work. I wouldn't say it's about you guys. No, like no, us, Corey, you don't us, do this, and we definitely don't no. do this. No, no. But, no. like, around, like, Thanksgiving, like, you go in for those three days. Like, you are working, but are you really yeah, we getting would... anything done of importance? And, like, that feels like when the Brewers are playing some of these AL yeah, Central yeah. teams, like, they're just kind of out there putzing around and waiting until, like, the real, you know, when they get back to the NL Central. I don't know. But that's what, that's what it just felt like through the summer, like, after that. When the Bucks won the NBA championship, they were all hung over out there, kind of flopping around the field. And this week, they just maybe took the week off. And sadly, that's, that's but actually what are you do? exactly correct. Both Royal series were sandwiched between a lot of uh, days off. Same with obviously this uh, Tiger series, and then the other Tigers two game series was thrown in like very weirdly at the beginning of a yeah. week where they were playing a lot of games in a lot of days. And their combined record against those two teams, one in seven. Yeah. Hey, Corey, Corey, you're the man, brother. Thanks for the insight. Yeah. And I hear, I, hear, I, hear, I hear it in the background. Thanks for using your blinker. There's nothing worse than I someone who doesn't do. use their blinker. Thanks, Corey. A very responsible driver. Later. My man, see you, buddy. When we talk about that 2018 NLCS, we talk about how it was a great series. But <laughs> what really seems to go under the radar Dude. is a couple of Craig Council moves, especially in game two, that I think – Still cost them game two. Well, like Wade Miley. When we pulled Wade Miley like out Wade early, Miley. and I'm to not go talking when he played. I'm not talking when Wade Miley went up there for one batter and then sat him. I'm talking about like the one. What they pulled him like the third yeah, inning. Yeah, you're you're talking about game one where he threw one to one batter. Yeah, I'm and they not talking took that. Him. I'm talking game two where he yeah. started that game. Yes, that's what he I'm talking. was pitching really well. They went to the bullpen early. Corbin Burns came in, pitched mm-hmm. well. But if you guys remember. Jeremy Jeffress was a head case in the playoffs yes. and in the end of that season because that was where it was Jeffress, Hayter, and Knable were just lights out the yep. entire year. And then in the postseason, all of a sudden, I believe it was against the Rockies, all of a sudden Jeffress was just like a head case. He couldn't throw strikes. Yeah, I he remember, was yeah. struggling. I try to forget. Well, he went to the bullpen early, and I believe uh, Burns went one-plus innings, and then they brought in Jeremy Jeffress. And he was, and it was like in the seventh or eighth inning, and you're like, What's he doing? He could go. He he could have finished one more inning with with Miley, and you could have skipped Jeremy Jeffers. Uh, Let's go to the phones again. Welcome to the show. They lost that game. They did. I know. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their twenty seventh year, and live betting on all of it. Log in to betus.com or call eight hundred seven nine two three eight eight seven. That's eight hundred seven nine BetUS. BetUS for one. 125% 125% bonuses with the promo code the zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com I've been waiting for this day. I love my Thursdays. And I love when I have this man on right here. Let me just play a little Led Zeppelin. Good times, bad times. Good times means I'm talking with Rob Reichel. Bad times means we're talking about the Green Bay Packers ashalacking that was put on by the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I said that. Robbie, good morning. Good morning. You don't have to wait till Thursday either. You can always call me on a Monday. Uh, it's like you know, Rabbi. It's like uh, like like the buildup of it. You know, <laughs> it's like you, you just can't like you know you just can't jump right into sex. You got to do the little foreplay for that analogy. Like it's the buildup, Robbie. You know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Rob Reichel, Forbes dot com with us, Robbie. <laughs> oh my God, was that the worst performance Aaron Rodgers has ever displayed? Put out on a field with that whatever it was against the Saints. Yeah, it's in his worst two or three. That, that That's for sure, Evo. I mean, you remember, the, I think it was a Sunday night game. They played the Broncos about five, six years ago. I think Peyton was still there, and he had a passer rating that night of about uh, 36 or something. He was 36-8 the other day, Evo. You know, if you remember in 2014, they were fighting for home field advantage down the stretch, and, and, and they, all they had to do was win their last couple of games. And they would have got it done. And they, they went to Buffalo, I think it was about mid-December that year, and he was just god-awful against, I think, probably a Bills team that a- ended like 6-10, and 7-9. I think he had a passer rating that day of about 34 evil. I mean, he was terrible. 
It, it was the third lowest performance of his career, and you could say certainly from you know a, a, a body language standpoint, um, just how you know he, he interacted with people on that team. Um, honestly, Evo, just a, a guy that, I, that didn't really even seem that that he necessarily cared or cared to be there. You could certainly rank it as the worst performance of his career, and nobody would argue with you. Well, Rob, it was one of those things, like we heard all offseason, how the great they were looking in practice, how this offense returning all the starters, uh, you know, adding another piece to in Amari Rodgers, and then you have you know third year in the Matt LaFleur system, and then you get all this last dance connotations. And when you hear last dance, you think Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, right? Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Michael Jordan, the best to ever do it, and his sidekick, Scottie Pippen. And then you go out there, and it looked like, Carl Malone and John Stockton, you know, like what, what, what was it just lack of preparation and no, you know, preseason that they played in? Like what went wrong for the Packers, Robbie? Yeah, I, I got a kick certainly. And I think we talked about it on the show at one point, Evo, when they, when they posted the Jordan Pippen picture on Instagram. And I, and I think I told you then they should have used Amari Stoudemire or Steve Nash, because that's about as much as those two guys <laughs> have won together. Um, you know, what one, one ring between the two of those jokers. Yeah. So no, I, I mean, honestly, Evo, I mean, the quarterback looked like a guy who spent his off season, right. Playing guitar in Hawaii and backpacking through Europe and running around wherever with his, with it, with it, with it, with his new girlfriend and, and didn't go to mini camps and didn't go to OTAs and, and honestly, Evo didn't spend a minute preparing or thinking about, boy, this Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator in New Orleans, is one hell of a sharp dude. And, and he's had six months, seven months, whatever it was, five months from when the schedule was released to prepare for the Green Bay Packers. And he might throw some stuff at us that, that maybe I'm not used to seeing or accustomed to seeing. That's what Rodgers looked like, Evo. He looked like a guy who was completely absent offseason, um, had no chemistry and no rhythm whatsoever built up with his receivers. And, and I'll be honest, Evo, I was even tricked a little bit, you know, just from watching a number of practices into thinking that this group was going to kind of roll out there and do what they did last year. And then, and then you kind of remember and you realize the game doesn't work that way. Right. It, you know, all these other guys are grinding in March and April and May, and they're showing up and they're building chemistry together as a group. And 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 quarterbacks and wideouts and tight ends are getting on the same page. And you know, you're you're getting in sync with your offensive line and stuff like that. And you've got to do it. You've got to do it year round, Evo. I mean, you you really do. I think in in today's football, Look and, at Tom and showing Brady. up for sixteen or eighteen practices against what looks like it's going to be a pretty lousy defense just isn't enough to get you ready for the start of the season. And that's what Rodgers looked like, Evo, from a performance standpoint. And then from an attitude standpoint, and I even said this to somebody Sunday night, he looked like a guy that just wasn't invested, didn't care. Um, you know, He told Aaron Andrews earlier in the day he has nothing left to prove, and he certainly played that way, didn't he? Yeah. And I, I said to somebody Sunday night, you watch on, on, on Tuesday, they'll be yucking it up with Pat McAfee again, and sure enough, there he was, <laughs> yucking it up. <laughs> Rob Reichel joining us right now from Forbes.com, Conley Media as well. Rob, yeah, it was uh... – I mean, what Rodgers say? Matt LaFleur called it embarrassing. Rodgers said, I'll let LaFleur use those words, but we're going to move on. And Devontae Adams yesterday, I think he was on Sirius. I forget what show he was, he was on, but he was saying that we're just going to flush it, forget it, and move on. I mean, that's the much you can do, though, right, Rob? You, got, you can't change what happened. You can only hope to get better and move on. And they got the Lions coming up. But real quick before we you know, talk this matchup coming up for Monday Night Football, Robbie, speaking of the Lions, defensive coordinator Joe Barry was once with the Lions. They went 0-16. Joe Barry's defense, Robbie, uh, did not look like it was going to be better than Mike Patton's. Was Joe Barry brought in to be better than Mike Patton, or was it, hey, I know we got Jimmy Leonard, but he said no, so now let's go to a guy that's been there, done that, and be safe because we know that Rodgers maybe has his final year here and they didn't want a new guy cutting his teeth. I, I get the feeling, Evo, like the head coach was, was stunned and shocked that the Badger defensive coordinator turned him down. And, and I think anybody that knows Jim Leonard well shouldn't have been all that surprised by it, right? I mean, he and his wife love Madison. They, they, they live in Cross Plains. The, 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 the missus has largely said, you know, and unless it's the, you know, end all of end all jobs, you know, Madison is their, is their place to be. And you'd have to assume, right? He's the head coach in waiting over there at, at some point in time. And, and I think, I think when he, when he turned down Matt LaFleur, um, when 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 this opening uh, existed initially, after they zipped Mike Pettenebo, 
Um, I think Lafleur, you know, he, it was there was a standing eight count with him, and and he wasn't exactly sure where to turn next. He had he had a group of nine pretty diverse candidates when this whole thing started out, but but he kind of you know he, he had kind of just, you know fallen in love with Jimmy Leonard, and and then it was like all right, um, you know, he he turned him down for a for a trip to prom. And um, so, so who's left still hanging out and you know in the in the high school uh, hallway, right? Oh, oh, there's there's Joe Barry. I, I know him, right? Um, he's, I guess he's cute enough. Well, let's go that direction. It's like one of those movies, yeah. Rob. He's the ugly duckling. They hope that uh, they turn him into the prom queen, right? It turned out he's just the ugly duckling. Yes, that's just what I was going to say. But and this this could just be the ugly duckling that they brought in there, right? It's it's a guy with. With a track record that that's borderline Evo, right? Thirty second in total points, thirty second in total defense in two years, oh seven and oh eight. I mean, it wasn't just the zero sixteen year Evo; it was back to back years. They were dead last in everything, and then he went to Washington in fifteen and sixteen, and they have you know they they had decent personnel Evo because they turned it around and started playing pretty decent defense after he was gone. But even when he was there, Evo, they were in the mid to late, the mid to high twenties in in most major statistics defensive categories so everybody went crazy all summer and and i and i think i warned people on this show even evo you know a lot of people wrote a lot of words saying energy 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 joe barry's got all this energy right that doesn't mean he knows what the hell he's doing behind closed doors (laughs) and and we'll find out i mean the the we've talked about this the, the the schedule is the schedule is tricky i i assume they'll roll over the lions but then you know you're talking 49ers and Who's who's week four? Evil somebody good. Pittsburgh, you know the Bengals, the Bears. I mean the Bengals aren't good, but I mean you know how Dawson. Hey, they beat the Vikings and the Bengals did. Yeah. I mean that, that, that this is this is a ridiculously demanding schedule, right? With the NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, 49ers. Um, they've got that AFC. What is it? They got the, the Browns. The they got the Ravens. Right, the, yep. the, the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals. I mean, it's a whatever. It's a it's a first place schedule for a reason. It's it's a beast of a schedule. And it, like you said, Evo, this Joe Barry defense certainly wasn't ready for Week One. We'll see what happens happens in Week Two. But but they right now. You know, look like a group to me that's ready to take a step backwards, not forward. You know, and they were and, and they were on the way up, Evo. They were number nine last year in total defense. You know, number ten in sacks, seventh in passing defense. This has been a group that's been on the rise, Evo. And um, the last thing that Matt Lafleur and this organization needed was to go backwards on that side of the ball probably knowing you were going to have some drama on the offensive side. Yeah, Rob Reichel joining us right now. Kevin King really didn't help his cause either. I don't know who was worse, Joe Barry or Kevin King. But, Robbie, <laughs> uh, looking forward here, I mean, I was trying to think of what the Packers did positive, you know, against the Saints. I, I guess the, the new punter looked good. <laughs> Outside of that, I don't know. So, Rob, moving forward, I guess they can only go up, right? And what do you see in this game happening Monday night at Lambeau against the Detroit Lions with the Packers I've seen as high as 12 to as low as 11 points they're favored by? Yeah, they'll get healthy, right, Evo? I mean, they'll run the Lions out of the building. I, I just told Nelly in the break, thirty-seven twenty would be my guess. But I, I, I'm always leery betting those kind of games on the backdoor cover. But I mean, Evo, the Lions and Jacksonville probably are going to be duking it out for for the first pick in the draft. I mean, maybe somebody else will, will be in that category of you know being three and fourteen, two and fifteen, whatever it is. But this. This is a major rebuild. It, the, the Lions have virtually no talent on on either either side of the football. Their number one corner now, the kid out of Ohio State, Akuda, is going to be is going to be out. They lost all their wide receivers in the in the off season, Evo, and, and they don't look to me like they did a particularly good job of replacing them. I you know I, they showed some grit and some fight, obviously coming back in that game against the 49ers the other day, but. I mean, they were also down, what was it, 41-10 or whatever it was at some point in that game. It's, it's not a good football team, Evo. It, it, it probably rivals talent-wise what Joe Barry had there a couple years ago, or, you know, 15, I guess now. But, um, you know, Green Bay should get well and get healthy in a hurry. But, but again, Evo, the, the real test, I mean, I think everybody's going to yawn when they, you know, when they wrote the Lions on, on Monday night. The, the real test is going to come the next two weeks after that, right? Yeah. At San Francisco, where Aaron Rodgers has been dreadful the overwhelming majority of his career and gotten his brains beat in by, by the team that passed on him back in the 05 draft. And then home against the Steelers, who will travel well. I mean, that's, that's as passionate of a fan base as, as Green Bay has. 
And it's certainly, you know, I, I thought Evo Pittsburgh had the best win of week one going to Buffalo, who a lot of people see as the major, you know, challenge to the Chiefs this year. Um, there's a very good chance, Evo, at best Green Bay comes out of that two and two. They could be looking at one and three. I, you know, I'd be stunned if they were three and one the way they looked in the opener. And I don't think any of us, you know, thought they'd get to the quarter pole uh, of the season and maybe be sitting, you know, in that 500 range. They've, 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 the division is so awful, Evo. They're going to go. They're going to win eight, nine, ten games and still win that division. I mean, but that that's not what they brought this group back together for, right? They brought this group back. You know, for one more run at the championship. And, you know, Tampa Bay, the Rams, Seattle, some of these teams, Evo, look capable of winning 13, 14 games. What we saw at Green Bay Sunday certainly suggests they are not capable of that. Robbie, man, before the man, uh, from all the hype that was surrounding the Packers, right, to where we are now, I know it's week one, but it's just, that looked like a team that, oof, I don't know, man. Uh, they had the worst loss of every team that lost, obviously, in the NFC North. That was. It was disheartening, to say the least. Rob, before I let you go, my man, though, we have a little Twitter poll going on at Zone Madison, and I wanted to get your take on it. It's not Packers-related. It's Brewers-related. What is Rob Reichel's expectations for, for Robbie, the Milwaukee Brewers? Just make the playoffs? NLCS or bust? Or World Series or bust? Well, it's the best Brewer team of my lifetime, and, and I, I don't know. You probably weren't around for 82, Evo. That's what everybody... That's what everybody goes back and still rejoices about. I've got a guy in my neighborhood who drives around in a car with 82, 82 Brewer World Series plates, and yeah. I, I chuckle because that's, 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 a, that's a runner-up team. But that you know you would argue that's the best team they, they've ever put on the field. No, they've never had a team that's pitched like this. Um, Evo, I will say this. If, if the manager doesn't screw it up too bad and, and Christian Yelich turns – if they can find a way to make him a pinch runner only and find a left fielder, which is <laughs> – which is probably unlikely at this point in time. I think they have every chance to win the World Series. The, the Dodgers, I think, in a seven-game series, beat anybody. But what they what they really have to, and everybody in baseball, I'm sure, is crossing their fingers that the Dodgers end up in that wild card game, and somebody on the Padres, the Reds, whoever it turns out to be, has the game of their life pitching wise, and and they beat the Dodgers one nothing because the Dodgers in a long series, I think, Evo are clearly the best team in baseball. But this Brewers team has every chance to get to a World Series, and you know that that Evo that they're set up to at least be in the NLCS. Yeah. And any you know if if they lose that opening round series to the Braves, which is how it shapes up obviously right now, then I, then I think everybody has to be very disappointed in this because what we remember we remember is ending, not beginning. Yeah. Hey, Robbie. Uh, tomorrow we're doing um, uh, our D bag of the week votes back, and tomorrow it's going to be Torin Rush, the guy who was gouging eyes, stepping on players, and spitting in the face of the Wisconsin Badgers from Eastern Michigan. Opposite yep. of opposite of the other candidate, Craig Council for pulling Corbin Burns from the no no on Saturday. Well, I think you know where my vote goes, Evo. Well, we'll find Sorry. out tomorrow, Robbie. Oh, look Not at the votes. Not even to the brewer manager. <laughs> Robbie, we love you, man. Never change. See you, pal. See you, buddy. There he is, Rob Rice. <laughs> Forbes.com. Conley Media. I think uh, I don't think he's voting for Torn Rush there, obviously, Rowdy. The Sports Flash was playing, and I went to the phones, and I'm like, oh, my God, because we actually, earlier this week, we said, whatever happened to this guy? You know, the Brewers are so in flaggle right now, we'd be thinking we'd be hearing from him. And then and today we just heard from Con Conrad. Is that you? Hey, boys. What's up? Where the hell have you been? Oh, man. Life is crazy, man. This, this, this whole summer has been just like one thing after another. I flew back to Wisconsin. I've been, I got this job where I'm like running up to Georgia like every, like every couple of weeks. And uh, man. I, I've been, I had a birthday in August, like, so the whole month of August, I'm talking about August, and it's like halfway through September here, so it's, uh... <laughs> well, Conrad, man, it's Conrad, been, you used to call in a lot, then you went dark for a while, then you called in a lot, then you went dark for a while, then you reemerged in Orlando, in Florida, and then yeah. you're calling a lot, and then you went dark, and now you've reemerged again. Are you in Georgia now? No, no, I just got this job where I'm traveling all the time, and it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty demanding, but, um... Okay, good, okay. But, well, I've, good. Been tracking, I've been tracking my crew. You know, I don't get to I don't get to like listen to them like a whole lot just because. Uh, but I have my my morning ritual where like I know if they won or not, you know, because I'm like a freak about it. And I need to know if they won. But then I've got my like little like seven to nine minute recap every morning. I watch the game like in fast forward motion. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's been it's a it's an awesome team. I am uh, I'm really excited about this crew. 
And uh, I'm not afraid of anybody <laughs> in the Major League Baseball. Nobody. Nobody. We have the best team. We have the best team. Okay? Pitching is awesome. These guys that are hitting, they're like, I mean, I, you guys, we remember. We were hard on this team back in, like, May. We inspired we them, Conrad. We inspired them to do better. Oh, man. We were like, and I think, it, you know, it soaked into their soul because it was like the, the guys over at the zone, they're not all that happy. <laughs> we better play better. That's right. And so that's what's been going on. We've, they've been playing better, man. They've been playing awesome, really. Low Kane's coming on. And Yelich, uh, you know, he's doing his thing. But the rest of these guys that have been on this team holding it together all year, they're still staying true. And Bogey's back? Ooh, dude, dude! It's awesome! This is going to be a good season. It's the Milwaukee sports renaissance we talked about years ago. Conrad, you're, 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 Conrad you're, a true, you're a true renaissance man, Conrad. So are the Milwaukee Bucks and now the Brewers. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And we won't even talk about the green and gold at all. I don't like them. I hate them. Hey, no, Conrad, you them. were the first person, I've, and I remember this, what was that? The two thousand and before the two thousand and twenty draft, you did say they need to trade Aaron Rodgers for Joe Burrow. You right did now. say that. You did say that. Yeah, I of course I did. I don't know what Joey Burrow is doing right now. He just picked the Vikings. Oh, okay. Well, then that's good. Good job, Joey Burrow. <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, no, man. I Aaron, I am like I don't know. I I don't. I I'd rather I'd rather talk about the Badgers, which is a sore spot too, man. I mean, I don't know what happened to. I thought we had the best quarterback in, like, the nation, you know, but I don't know about that guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll let that play out, Conrad. I mean, our, our, running, our running game with, the, with uh, Bucky, I mean, that seems to be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, got, yeah. got a bunch of guys that are able to run the ball. So I think it's just like, I, I think we got to go back to ground and pound with, with Bucky, man. Love it. Conrad, can I, can, can I get a little greedy on this phone call? It's been a while. Can I get a little greedy? You can, can get greedy one time. The next time you get greedy, it's going to cost you $100. Okay, well, I'm going to get greedy for this time. Can, can I hear it? I think you know what I'm talking about. Can I hear it? God, I love you. It's nice to hear your voice, Conrad. Later, boys. <laughs> Ooh, what a rush. There you go, Mitch. Follow that one up, baby. I always got to follow up the great ones, you know what I mean? Like he's got me. I want to run a couple laps right now, you know. Ooh, what a rush! Yeah, but all right, Brewers. So I, I really believe that you have to say World Series appearance or bust at least because what was it? A couple years ago, we well, were one game like, away. I don't think we're saying like, are we saying win the World Series, Roddy, or get to the World Series? What I think s- you could take that as either or. Yeah, that's that's either or. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's very reasonable to want that in, a, in not like a crazy fanatical way, but just be like, um, and I don't subscribe to the, oh, at the beginning of the year, they weren't supposed to be that good. You are what your record is. I mean, we watch the games. They have great front-end pitching, and when you have great front-end pitching and you play smart baseball, you can win it all, and they were close, and they got hungry guys. So, And I hate the Dodgers because <laughs> they just – for a myriad of different reasons. So I, I really feel like they have a really nice shot at making it. And if they didn't, it would be a little disappointing. And with, with uh, what Conrad said, the Renaissance, the Bucks winning, uh, I don't think anybody realistically thought the Bucks were going to win it this year uh, at the beginning of the playoffs. Right. Uh, you know, you hope there's hope, and then there's what you really kind of think. So I, th- I think uh, they'll make it. Now, in terms of the Packers, uh, you know me, the Aaron Rodgers apologist. Since they got blown out, I'm going to say it's just one game. Yeah. If they would have won 38 to three, I would say we're winning the Super Bowl. But you know, I got to take the, <laughs> I got to take the. Oh, it's just one game. But if you think about it, I mean, it is a 17 game season. They weren't going to go 17 and 0. If they lose to the Lions, then yeah, all bets are off. Uh, but yeah. but but I mean, if you really think about it, let's you know. Ten games from now, if they're you know seven and three, does anybody really care that they lost to the the Saints thirty eight to three? I mean, so, yeah, right. I know, I get it, I get it. Yeah. But we got to talk about it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the beauty of sports talk radio. You got to overreact and freak out. Exactly, exactly. I mean, what fun would it be if just like, man, everything's gonna be fine? <laughs> the analytics say that they have a thirty two percent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mitch, you're oh, the man, man. Yes, sir. See you have buddy. a good one, fellas.
I just had to do it again. I just I, I forgot I had it on the hotkeys. I had to do it. Uh, let's see here. Phone line's blowing up. Hawkeye! What's up, my brother? There is no God. I'm just a man. <laughs> You're a bishop. <laughs> hey, you better say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. Oh, uh, that was from Caddyshack when he got struck by lightning. Yeah. You know? Oh, was. What a he's movie. Like, there is no God. <laughs> he's drunk at the bar. He's like, You're a bishop. You're a bishop. <laughs> I'm just a man. So all that writer all that writer cup talk got me. Yeah, you're gonna go to the writer cup, dude. Well, so don't even get me started on that. I will find a way to be there. Oh but was, this, was this the was this thing? Yeah, was this the ticket thing? Yeah. Yeah, and they the journal investigated it. They had like three hundred people it happened to, but they didn't do anything about it. I literally lit a fire under their butt. I drove all the way up there to Haven. Wait, Hawkeye, um, are you telling me that uh, you know a big conglomerate, you know, big money maker people screwed the average common man, and then they did nothing about it? Oh, with no, with no vast. No, no, no. They they uh, did do something about it. They had an investigation that lasted all of twenty minutes and said didn't find anything. Shocking! So, wow. So here's, I've never heard. Of here's that. what was going on. I was literally still on there. It was, it, you know, how it says like you know calculating. It had the bars going, and it said, "Please be patient, wait." They were selling tickets online on secondary markets at the same time that the tickets were being made available. It was like it's all a sham, dude. It's a bunch of crap. Well, anyway. I mean, that's most things in the world, Hawkeye, a sham and a bunch of crap. Exactly. Well, hey, I got a couple things here I want to I want to point out real quick. Yeah. I am excited about about the Ryder Cup. Uh, I, I agree with Paul Azinger about the, the, the Brooks Kepka thing. Look, if you don't want to be there and you've got all this stuff going on with, with Bryson and everything like that, put somebody else that wants to be there like Captain America. Let's put Patrick there or somebody else. We, we don't need that. If, if, if you don't want to be there 100% hey. or you want to be there 80%, we don't need it. Speaking of Patrick Reed, did you hear him talking smack and liking uh, uh, smack talks about Strick, about Steve Stricker? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he was coming after the Strick, man. What the hell? Well, I mean, he's been on all these different Ryder Cup teams. He's called Captain America. And I think the guy lives for it, right? And 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 he's not going to be there. And I and I and I think that the problem was is that it's just bad timing, right? The health concerns with you know everything with the pneumonia and, and him almost you know losing his life and everything like that. It's just bad timing. But you know he'll have other opportunities in the future. Um, a couple other things, guys, real quick. Yeah. I am getting so tired. I had to get in my car and drive all the way down to Dubuque to go place my bet. Thank you. Um, seriously, for anybody that's listening out there, if you're tied to the state of Wisconsin, the government, or maybe you work downtown at the Capitol, if you're in your office and you got the radio on or whatever, listen to me. Get off of your fat hookuses or whatever you want to call it, your behind. Ass! And do something about it. Let's legalize marijuana. Let's legalize sports betting. Let's get caught up with the, with, with the world and what's going on in the 21st century. This is ridiculous. Okay, gold star on your fridge today. Well done. Hey, one last thing. Guys, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You guys have seen the show House of Cards, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. If the Packers lose, on Monday night, being the national game, the only the only show in town, and they lose to the Lions, it is going to be must-see TV. I will have my popcorn ready because that hot seat is going to be hot. And Woo. I tell you, they're coming for Rodgers. That house of cards is going to implode. Ooh. Hawkeye. Part of, I mean, obviously I want the Packers to win. Uh, I know you're a Bears fan. But part of me wants the Packers to win, but part of me wants to see the world burn. Is that not good theater? Oh, that my God, it's fantastic. Literally, they will Bring him up. I mean, I know that, you know, again, that you're such like his loyalty or whatever, but, dude, like, it's the NFL. It's like, not for long, dude. What have you done for me lately? And the fans, they don't forget his little attitude everything he did. If they lose, it is going to implode. Hawkeye, you the man, brother. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. Uh, there's another one. I got to do another one for Hawkeye. Oh, Thank you, Hawkeye and Conrad. He thought it was good sport because... Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Rowdy, if the Packers lose to the Lions, if the Packers, I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do, I kind of feel like the Joker right now. Some men do just want to watch the world burn. Can you imagine the well, airwaves I mean, on Tuesday? Just think Could about you imagine it. Imagine it. Think about it. You want to know how I got these scars? Sense. I watched the Packers lose the Lions. In a gambling sense, the Packers were four and a half point favorites against the Saints on a neutral field. Saints were being displaced by obviously a hurricane, and they lose. But they don't only lose; they get absolutely embarrassed. 
And then on the back end of that, you play one of the worst teams in the NFL in the Detroit Lions, a team that is known straight up. Everyone knows they're trying to rebuild. Now, some people would say, really, the Lions are rebuilding. They're just kind of that crappy every year. (laughs) But yes, they're actually trying to rebuild. And you know, it's one of the worst teams in that that spread opened at what? 10, 10 and a half. I've I've seen it at as high as 12. Yeah, they should go in there and win. If they do lose, there's going to be a lot lose, of there's going to be a lot of hell raised, and there's going to be a lot of questions Rowdy, that need to be answered. If they lose, my father was a drinker. He watched the Packers well, lose the Well, I think the if Lions they lose, a lot of people's fathers are going to become drinkers. My father was a drinker. He said, "Put a smile on your face." You don't uh, think so? <laughs> no, there'll be if a lot of If they lose drinking. to the Lions, a lot of people's fathers are going to be drinkers, and a lot of mothers, and a lot of daughters, and a lot of brothers, and a lot and of sisters, probably and probably a lot of coaches. Everybody. So when it comes to flushing it, right, flushing it, Devontae Adams was asked about essentially flushing the game against the Saints and forgetting about moving on. Here's Devontae. It's more so just letting the, the fans and the rest of the world know um, the mentality of this football team at this point. Obviously, we didn't start off the way we wanted at all, but um, just letting them know, look, we're going to acknowledge it by just saying it's time to flush it and respond. I mean, there's not much else we can do. We can't go back and fix the way that uh, that game went, change the outcome. So at this point, we just want to kind of acknowledge what happened, you know, uh, make a few corrections and then go out and have a great Monday night game now. So there's another one flushing it, right, Rowdy? I mean, you can't go back unless they got a DeLorean. You can't go back and change what happened against the Saints. You got to kind of like swallow, the, you know, the the hard to swallow pills here. Take your lumps and then move forward. And Devontae says, you know, flush it and move on. I don't. What are you going to do? Stew on it the rest of your career, the rest of their lives? No. I mean, they've lost before. It's just that was a tough loss. Well, and also, you definitely have to flush it because. Week three, how terrible would it be? I mean, it's worse enough when you walk into like a bathroom at work and someone didn't flush it. Which, unfortunately, we've seen that a lot here. Could you imagine what the state of the Green Bay Packers would be if they don't flush it? Well, it was a big number, steaming number two they put out there. So, you know, they got to flush it. No one wants a floater. That was tough. Okay, well, here's what went wrong. Here's Devontae Adams. What went wrong in that steamy number two? That the Packers put out there against the Saints, thirty-eight to three loss. I think it was just it was a combination of a few things, man. It was it was a slow start by us on offense. Um, you know, just really all three phases, we didn't we weren't taking care of business, um, not making smart decisions. Um, anytime you turn the ball over a couple times, you're going to be sending your chances of beating a team that's a really good team. You're making uh, making it really tough. You spotting points. Um, by putting them in advantageous, uh, you know, different opportunities. So it just, it just got weird, man. It was a weird game. We had like 12 plays in the got first weird, half. Man. You know, our defense wasn't getting off the field and, you know, not just wasn't our best display. We came out really flat, and I think that uh, it'll be a really good wake-up call for us. It just got weird, man. Man, that's something. That is something. Um, there's no way they lose to the Lions. I mean, not, there's not no way, but Rowdy. Lions, that's a nice little... Matt LaFleur has never lost to the Detroit Lions in his entire coaching career as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Has he ever lost to anyone in the NFC North? I don't think he has. I don't think he has. No, yes, they did. They lost to the Vikings because I bet a substantial amount of money on them to win on the money line. Oh, that was your emotional bet. They were up big, and then they blew the lead and lost. So one loss, one loss. That was when you did a, an emotional bet, which is usually not what you do. And it lost. Uh, line one, who's this? One more thing. I, I feel just, bad just, for Dave did you ever, and Monona. Why, you feel and, bad for him? Uh, because I know my foster brother at Chicago Board Trade in Chicago. He's blind? His, 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 uh, his four sisters and Patty Francis has been deaf forever. Oh, and, deaf, yeah. And, and I like her. Okay, yeah. well, you like a deaf girl. That's nice. Blind. Enterprise out up. Last time out of y'all. No, Have a great one. All right, see you, I'm Dennis and Menace, me. <laughs> yep, you got that right. See you, kid. You know why? I, I could totally see why Charlie gets down with the deaf chicks. Why? They never tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> I get it. I, I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Get in where you fit in. <laughs> Charlie, you found your niche. Deaf chicks. What do you think of Devontae Adams talking? You just got to flush it and move on. You agree with that? I mean, I agree with that. I mean, that's what they have to do, but 
now they have to go out and do, actually do it. You hope they'll let him, you, you, he says flush it, right? Because that was a number two. You hope that when you flush it, it's not one that clogs up the drain though, and comes back to haunt know, you. I still want to know, though, what him and Rodgers were talking about on the bench with like 10 minutes left in the game while they're just getting absolutely slaughtered. I think it was where they're going to go next. What do you think it was? I someone, someone with some balls in the media should have asked him. Well, 90% of the Packers people are have... None of that, Rowdy. So, what were you and Aaron talking about with 10 minutes left as you were down 38-3? to three? Uh, Well, that was a private conversation between Devontae and I. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think you need to concern yourself with. Then what would your follow-up question be? No, no, I was asking that. I would ask that to Devontae. I feel like you'd, oh. get a, you'd most likely get a better answer out of it. Because you know Rogers isn't going to tell you. Uh, if anything, they'll be like, oh, hey, 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 Mr. Rogers, uh, Adams, uh, well, <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, you've played so good together before. Uh, well, you know, we just love you guys. And they're like, was there a question? No, we just love you. Oh, okay. All uh, Rowdy, check this out. Tonight, you're going to be watching Thursday Night Football, uh, the football team versus the Giants? Probably have it on as background noise. So last, uh, no, this is Monday Night Football. When I say this to you, is this unbelievable? No NFL quarterback has more game-winning drives since 2015 than Derek Carr. His 24 are three more than any other quarterback in the league. I mean, I wouldn't have said... I. Is it surprising? Yes, because you said he leads the league in that. Is it surprising if you would have said he's top 10, top 5? Eh, probably not. Actually, Carr's a pretty damn good quarterback. Remember, there was a lot of those... Um, trade rumors going around like oh are they going to trade Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers are they going to trade him to the Raiders the Broncos and then there was like some of those like uh I guess fantasy trades and one was like Derek Carr one of their DNs and like some draft picks for Aaron Rodgers and if you remember correctly that was the one that I said I would prefer out of all the deals with with, Derek Carr yeah with uh Denver and San Francisco and all of them. That was the one I liked the best because I was, I think Derek Carr is good. Like I, I don't think he's been in a very good situation in in uh, Oakland and then Las Vegas. I guess Oakland, L.A. and then Las Vegas. Yeah, there hasn't been a, a lot of star players that he's played with. Now he's got Waller. Looks like he's an absolute stud. Yep. Uh, I mean. You put him in a Green Bay system where he had Devontae Adams, he had a solid run game and an offensive line, I think you'd see a pretty damn good Derek Carr. Would you let him wear the number four if that was the case? I mean, Derek Carr threatened for an MVP once upon a time. Derek Carr is like, some people just really hate on the guy and say he stinks, but then you go and look at this. I can't. I saw the stat and I was like, no way. The NFL, no NFL He's got a lot of Brett Favre in him, and he wears number yeah, four, four yeah. for Brett Favre. He has more game-winning drives since 2015 than any other quarterback, 24 uh, his 24, three more than any other quarterback. Oh, my God. I never would have guessed. Derek Carr. That game on the Monday night, though, that was a hoosie. All right, Rowdy. So tonight you got Danny Dimes and the Giants. Danny Dimes. Yeah, he is not going to be. Le- Remember when he's he like came Danny into Penny's. the lead? And he, I think he. He's Danny Wooden Nichols. He led like one or two comeback wins after Eli Manning stunk the place up. And some people thought he was going to be this absolute stud. And Turns yeah. out he was an absolute dud. Yeah. And so Giants. And they're not. They don't see Saquon Barkley. Gonna play? Barkley. Is he going to play? I regret that pick. I regret that pick. I regret that pick. Is he going to play even? Wasn't he doubtful He's, he's iffy, iffy was the update for today. And then you got the football team with Tyler Heineke. He's going to go out there and because uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic is, is magicless because he's got a hip injury. He's doubt for a while. Who would you rather have? Heineke or Heineke. Joe or Jones? Who? Heineke oh, Daniel or- jo- Heineke. I'm with you. Yeah. Daniel Jones st- oh, he stinks. He stinks. He- he's bad. All right, before we hit break, who's this? I forgot to say something. <sighs> Pass out already. Drink more. Drink more. Pass out. Sippy, sippy. Nappy, nappy. All right. End of the show coming up here. And then, I'm not done. I mean, I'm going to be here till 2 o'clock. Ben Kenny does not look hungover today. Celebrated his birth, his birthday yesterday. It's very, very with it. Could today. you imagine him, though, if it was Badger Saturday in our element? And his birthday in the same day? Yeah. Eh, he's young. He could bounce back quick. 
He can bounce back quick. He was banned from Twitter yesterday. Did you know that? He got it back, though. Banned from Twitter. Benjamin. Ben. Benjamin. What'd you do? Is it because you spoke ill of Rocky and said that the statue of Rocky was awful and illegitimate and should never be in Philadelphia? I spent 10 minutes talking about how it's a disgrace that he's worshipped enough for, to, for him to be the most famous athlete from the city. And yeah, Twitter tries Rocky to ban is the Rocky. D-bag of the week, Ebo. Twitter customer service. They suck. Well, I mean, Twitter does try to ban disinformation. <laughs> ben, Rocky is the greatest athlete from Philadelphia. Who else would it be? I'm having a great morning. Do you want to get into this? Well, I mean, the, co- the commercial breaks here about the head. Just Nick who's? Foles. Nick Foles? Super Bowl champion. I wouldn't even put him in, like, my top ten. I Su- Super Bowl champion. Nick Foles? Yes. That'd be like like an idiot if we said, who's the, the player for the state of Wisconsin saying Joel Stave? Hey! Yeah. No. Hey! That's the all-time winningest. Super Bowl champion. Rocky Balboa. The most, he's the most real of an athlete Philadelphia will ever get. Anyway, my Twitter's back, though, at Benzie Kenny. What'd you me. do? Did you have to go like go give Jack a reach around to get it back or what? Yeah. Man, we we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> it's commitment to the brand. <laughs>